Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today because today's episode, we do get quite deep. We go into my own journey with healing my relationship with food, the struggles that I had with myself, with food, and I also spilled some of the tea on what I learned working for one of the world's largest weight loss companies and the impact that it actually had on me mentally. So today's episode is one that is obviously very incredibly close to my heart. And if I can inspire you or educate you in any way of going on your own journey and healing your own relationship with food, my job is done because these journeys, they are, they're fucking hard. They're not easy and they're quite emotionally draining, but there is a but. They are so worth it. And I explain it in the sense of when you heal your relationship with food and when you actually take back that full control over your body and your nutrition, you quite literally gain your life back. It's so freeing. And it is just a journey that I highly recommend to absolutely everyone who does not have a healthy relationship with food. It is so worthwhile. And so if you have listened to the very first episode of Naked Wellness Podcast, I know I do touch a little bit on my story in that episode. Today, I'm going to dive even deeper into that. And so my journey started when I was actually really, really young. And so as a young child, I would say that I was a little bit overweight. But then when I was about like 15 to 16, I actually became incredibly unwell. It took a long time to even work out what I was unwell with. And when I say unwell, like I couldn't keep any food down. So anything I ate would just come back out. And that meant that I wasn't able to absorb any nutrients, that I was losing weight incredibly fast in a very unhealthy way. Like I was basically becoming malnourished. And I was going from Western doctors to Chinese doctors, to acupuncturists, like you name it. I went to them to try and work out why I was so unwell. When they finally finally discovered that I had a parasite, I had already lost an enormous amount of weight and I was now sitting at an unhealthy weight. The healing of the parasite was a whole journey in itself because it was round after round after round of antibiotics. And to basically explain it, I mean, the impact from the parasite and the antibiotics together, it was like a tornado had gone through my digestive system and my gut, like it had just torn it to shreds. So I was left with things like IBS. I was quite sensitive and intolerant to a different range of foods. Dairy was a major one that I've only recently been able to reintroduce, but I'm back to actually eating all foods now, which is incredible. Years and years of rebuilding my gut health. But one of the biggest things was because I was at such an impressionable age and I lost such a large amount of weight in such a short period of time, which I need to highlight and underline a thousand times, an unhealthy amount of weight, and I was now sitting at an unhealthy weight, I was getting praised and complimented for the body that I now had. You know, I had people telling me that they wanted to be unwell like me to lose the amount of weight that I had lost to look how I looked. 
which when you're in that, you like that you're getting that attention. You like the compliments that you're getting. Now being out of it, I can clearly see the impact that that had and how almost toxic and negative that really is. But when you're at that age, you know, you want to fit into that box that society sets for you, that when you are this specific size, you're going to be more accepted. And the, th the sad thing was that I experienced that. Like I experienced that when I got to that size, I almost was more accepted by society. Or I was telling myself that story that I was being more accepted. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. That's a different story in itself. Half true, probably. The other half was probably in my head. But that meant that then when I actually was able to heal from that parasite and the weight gain started, which it needed to, because like I've said, I was at a very unhealthy rate, I really struggled mentally. And this is when I started to really try and control my food and my exercise to an extreme to stay as small as possible. This is when I started jumping from diet to diet to diet to really try and control that weight because I thought if I was to put on weight and if I was to go back to the size that I was, I no longer would be accepted, which breaks my heart to even think about that now. So after school, I went off and I started studying event management. In particular, I wanted to be a wedding planner. <laughs> Makes me laugh now, but no, I did it for um, one, what do you call it, semester? And I did some volunteer work and such a stressful job. So if anyone is out there and they are an event planner, hats off to you because that job's fucking hard. So I decided to then swap into my passions at that time, which was fitness, health, nutrition, all of the above. And I started studying nutrition and food science, majored in physical activity and health. And I was loving it. Like, this was great. I mean, I'd never done science before. I dropped it as soon as you could in school. And it was definitely not my era of expertise, but I was willing to put in the work to get past chem and biochem and all of that to be able to learn about the body, your body and your nutrition and all of that. I found it so incredibly fascinating. But the funny thing is that when you actually start studying nutrition, you are surrounded by this environment or you're in this environment where everybody is almost hyper aware and obsessed with the foods that they're eating and what they're putting in their body. And you are constantly consuming this knowledge and you have all these people telling you what foods are good, what foods are bad, what foods do what in your body. And it's very, very easily to start putting foods in different boxes. A lot of the time, the boxes of good and the box of bad to almost start labeling foods. And it's really easy to become over obsessed with your health. It's actually called orthorexia. And I think it's something that is actually not spoken about enough. And I actually know that it is incredibly common and high amongst nutrition and dietetic students. And it is very easy to get swept up in it because when that's what you're consuming all the time, it kind of makes sense, right? Anyway, halfway through universities, also when I actually got a job at a large weight loss company, I definitely learned a lot, but I guess I didn't really understand the full impact that this had on me mentally until I was out of it. And I will also touch on this later. But when I was also halfway through uni, maybe more even towards the end, I did become aware that I actually didn't have the best relationship with food. And I was get, starting to get really anxious or on edge if I had to eat out or socialize, if I had to eat something that somebody else had cooked for me and I didn't have full control over everything because like I said I was almost hyper aware now 
and a little bit obsessed with making sure that everything I put in my body was bunny ears, whole foods, or classified as clean, again, bunny ears. The only thing was that I was actually in denial about it. I liked having the control over the food and what I was putting in my body because I thought it was a good thing. So some signs that I didn't have a good relationship with food, this included things like weighing specific foods like avocado, peanut butter, only eating certain amounts of the food as well. So I guess that's like same, same, but even if it wasn't the scales, maybe it was like only half a banana or a quarter of an avocado. Drinking long blacks, even though I didn't like the taste of them. Feeling really stressed about eating out or drinking. Feeling stressed about eating food that other people had cooked for me. Not eating or skipping meals, having really rigid meal time specifically. So they were just a few of the signs that I knew that I didn't have a good relationship with food. So if any of those resonate with you, maybe it's about starting to reflect and think, okay, well, what's your relationship like with food as well? So once I actually then started to heal my relationship with food, it was so fucking daunting. Like I was so, so scared of what was to come. Like I said earlier, because I believed that I was more accepted by society if I was smaller from such a young age. Like I had believed that from when I had experienced losing that weight and getting all of those compliments and approvals from people, right? So for me now thinking that, oh my God, if I, you know, let go of some of this control and I gain weight, I'm not going to be accepted anymore. That had been ingrained in me and like deep-seated. I also believe that generational dieting and body talk definitely had a role to play in my mindset. And I also find this quite common with a lot of my clients as well. When you actually look back to how your parents, your aunties, your uncles, your grandparents, whoever it was in your life spoke about you, about food, about weight, your weight, their weight, it actually all has a massive influence on yourself and your relationship with food. And this definitely impacted me. And generational, this generational diet talk or body talk or whatever it is, it's you peel back the first layer of that onion and there are so many layers underneath it. And it doesn't even have to be anything massive or large that has happened or that somebody has said. It can be all of these tiny little comments. And nothing or no comment may have ever been purely directed at you. But if you've grown up and you have parents who are always commenting on their body weight or who are always dieting or always saying that they need to lose weight, you absorb that. That impacts you as a child. And I think it's something that, again, is not spoken enough about because diet culture is this thing that we are raised up in and it's all we know. And it's just this socially accepted thing to always be dieting and always be wanting to lose lose weight, which is just so messed up in itself. And, you know, let's say like mum sitting down to the dinner table eating zoodles and you have pasta and bolognese, you're going to question that because also as children, you idolize your parents, you look up to them. So you want to copy their behavior. So that's something that you have to absolutely start to unpack as well. When I was also healing my relationship with food, there were days where I thought, yes, I'm doing amazing. Like I'm challenging so many food rules, look at me go. And then there were days where I felt like it was just so much easier to revert back to my restricting behaviors. I was like, am I even getting aware? Is this even working? Because one of the hardest things with healing your relationship with food in that journey is if you look at a weight loss journey, you can clearly see that you're losing weight, whether that's on the scales, whether that's centimeter measurements, whether that's fitting into your clothes better. There's a way of measuring that that's almost black and white. When it comes to healing your relationship with food, it's a little bit harder to have that mental recognition that yes, this is working 
yes, you can keep moving forwards. And the brain is wired in that way that you want that tick of approval that I can see the changes that are happening so that you keep progressing forwards. And sure, like there will be small things you'd be like, oh my God, like I ate that. I didn't feel any guilt or shame or anxious around that or I ate out with my friends and that was okay. But it takes a lot of mental energy to be challenging things and then to also be giving yourself that recognition that is required. It's a very self-led journey and it's one that can be really, really challenging, which is why I always say like reach out to professional help if you're thinking of starting on this journey so that they can guide you, support you and hold that space that is needed, like it's 100% needed for this journey. And one of the other things is when I had those days where I just felt like it was so much easier to revert back to my restricting behaviors, I had to remind myself, what was my why? Why am I doing this journey? What will my life look like if I don't actually heal now? And that even if I was to gain weight on this journey, is that even that bad? Like, what is the worth that would come from that? And if someone wasn't actually going to accept me anymore, because I've gained an additional few kilos, because I now actually have a healthy relationship with food, well, I don't want that person in my life anyway. That's awful. So that is kind of the journey that I went on. And and now wholeheartedly, yes, it was a challenging journey. And yes, I persevered. And I can say I have gained my life back. I now have complete food freedom in the sense that I eat whatever foods I want, whenever I want, I stop when I fall, I eat when I'm hungry, no matter what else I've eaten that day, no matter else I'm eating later in that day or what I'm doing, like it just doesn't matter. If I have a day where I don't exercise, I don't then cut my food down. I don't feel anxious about socializing. I don't feel anxious about having a drink with a friend or a couple of drinks. I don't feel anxious about eating a meal that somebody else has cooked for me. I no longer weigh anything unless I'm doing a recipe where I'm baking or something like that, or I'm recipe developing, but nothing to control what I'm having. I no longer eat a very specific portion of a food. I just go off what I'm feeling like, like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I eat whenever I'm hungry. It doesn't have to be set times anymore. Don't ever skip meals because your body was not put on earth to have this constant restriction. It needs food to be able to function properly. If you have a car, you don't try and run your car when the tank is empty, do you? However, we treat our bodies like that, which is kind of awful that we almost treat our bodies worse than what we treat our car. You've only got one body. You've only got one mind. This is your vessel. You have to respect it. And that includes fueling it adequately. Now for some tea, the impact that the weight loss company had on me. While I learned a lot from them, I'm not going to deny that, it was a massive, massive couple of years of learning for me. And I grew so much, but I was also so young when I started. Like I said, I started when I was actually halfway through uni. And one thing that while I was going through uni is I learned that I had to let go of the number on the scales, that my self-worth had absolutely nothing to do with that number. It wasn't until I actually started working for this weight loss company that that all became undone because for this weight loss company, we actually had to weigh in every single month. And for me mentally, that was not helpful at all. Really, really struggled with that personally because I had learned to detach from that number and now I was being forced to hop back on those scales and to share that number. It did take me a while to also 
to learn to hop on the scales of the Addison that number and be like, it is what it is. The other thing that kind of really, really broke me was seeing how many other people attach their self-worth to that number on the scales. I would constantly see women coming in to do this program that were 50, 60, 70, 80. They did not have a healthy relationship with food or themselves. The saddest thing is that they never have. For their entire life, they have been promised that if they were to lose weight, it will magically make them happy. It will give them all their self-confidence. It will solve all of their life problems. It's just fucking bullshit. Like, I'm sorry, but the problem with this is that 90% of diets are designed to fail. Why? Because these large companies want your money. They want you to keep coming back. So they specifically design these so that you fail, so that you come back. And this went so far against so many of my morals. I want people to be educated. I want you to actually live a life where you are in control. You're not giving this control to these companies. You're the one who's in control over your food. You're the one who's in control over your body, your nutrition, your life. These companies, they will tell you that you are the problem. They will make you feel so, so worthless. And then they'll make you believe that their program will fix you. It's just so awful. Like, I couldn't believe that women had gone their entire life living this way, on and off, on and off, on and off, because these companies were just feeding into their insecurities just to get their money. It it was so incredibly heartbreaking. And I didn't want to live my life forever worrying about food and my weight. I didn't want to be 50, 60, 70, 80 and not have a healthy relationship with myself and not have a healthy relationship with food and my whole life to still be consumed about thinking about food 24-7. I didn't want that to happen. And the women that I was seeing, I wanted something different for them too. And I didn't want to be part of this culture that is always feeding into insecurities, that is always making people feel like they're the problem when actually it's the diet that's the problem. Because if you make somebody eat such a small amount of food for such a long period of time and make them feel worthless and make them feel like they're addicted to food, and I do that in bunny ears because it's it's not true, of course they're gonna keep coming back. Anyway, it was funny because The one-on-one clients that I was actually attracting through KJ Wellness were young women who wanted to heal their relationship with food. And I loved this work. I knew that the change that these women were making in their life was just unreal, next to none. And this is when I knew that KJ Wellness needed to change for good, to no longer focus on weight loss at all, like at all, let go of that completely, but rather to help young women to heal their relationship with food and with themselves. I wanted to empower women to take back that full control. I wanted to be out of anything to do with this toxic diet culture. Even though I was helping women to achieve their health goal in a really healthy way without fucking up their mental health, and it was working and women were getting amazing results and they had a healthy relationship with it 100%, but I wanted to let go of that other side of it. 
healthy relationship with yourself, healthy relationship with food, number one priority. And of course, I'm not denying, and I'm not saying a weight loss journey is bad, and I'm not denying that there are people who need to go on a weight loss journey because their health is at risk. I fully understand that and I acknowledge that. And I think that's important to know. What is What I do have a problem with is diet culture feeding into an insecurity and making somebody feel worthless and also causing them to have an unhealthy relationship with food and an unhealthy relationship with themselves. You can't live your life like that. And like I said, like working in a large weight loss company, like it did, it taught me a lot for sure. It definitely taught me that these companies, they feed into your insecurities and they get you to open up your wallet to them. But I, I want to make change. I want to fully empower you to have that full control of your nutrition in your body. I want you to actually be able to experience food freedom, to be the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself. I am so incredibly proud of the transition that KJ Wellness has gone through recently. And I am so fucking passionate about helping others to experience the food freedom that I now experience. To no longer have any guilt, shame or anxiety around food. Like I said at the start, when you heal your relationship with food, you literally gain your life back. Completely. You gain your life back, exclamation mark. Like, it's a game changer. I just, I can't, sometimes I can't even put it into words how liberating it is. Because the other thing is, when you don't have a healthy relationship with food, it doesn't only impact you, but it impacts people around you. So if you have a partner and you don't have a good relationship with food, it actually impacts them because you get anxious or you feel guilt or shame if you eat something that they've made you, if they want to go out you know, and socialize or go out for a nice dinner and they've picked the place or they pick what you eat or they want a cookie dinner, like it impacts your relationship with people. It's not only just with you. And if you know, you're hopping on the scales and you've gone up 300 grams, which might I just say, does not mean that you've gone up 300 grams in pure body fat. There are so many factors that go into a number on the scales. Have you been to the bathroom as regular? Have you had extra salt? Have you drunk extra fluid? Like there are so many factors. It does not tell you that you've gone up pure body fat. But if you've stepped on there, it's gone up 300 grams and you beat yourself up, but you had an amazing time or you've had a great, or you've just fucking lived in your life that 300 grams is fine, right? Or if you hop on the scales and you've only gone down 300 grams, that takes the rest of your day because you're upset or you're mad because it's such a small amount to lose. No, 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 no. And this is why when I have a lot of my clients, we don't actually even use the scales because it mentally fucks with you. And surely, surely we are well past that in today's day and age. And surely we shouldn't still have these large companies that tell you that your self-worth is within that number it's just it makes me so mad so if you do feel like you currently don't have a healthy relationship with food I want you to know that 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 is okay because I know how you feel I have been there I have also helped so many women to go through this journey of healing their relationship with food I have been there every step of the way with them to support them to hold space for them to guide them to celebrate their wins with them, but also to help them overcome the challenges. I know how you feel. And I know at the very start, it's a little bit daunting. And I know you have that resistance between being a little bit in denial and a little bit like, I should probably do something, don't know where to start. Reach out to me. 
send me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is KJ Wellness with three S's. I will leave it in the show notes as well for you. So that is all that I am going to touch on for today. If you do have any questions or if you do want to reach out to me, head over to my Instagram. If you feel like you know somebody that would actually really benefit from this episode, please, please share it with them. Also, do not forget to give it a like, subscribe to Naked Wellness Podcast. And if you're feeling extra nice today, you could go and also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. But thank you so much for listening. And I will speak to you in the next episode very soon. You enjoy the rest of the day or night, wherever you are. Take care. Bye.